What is it that you are trying to do? You're trying to get on a train that has other people on it too, that is going to go to a destination where uh, everybody gets to celebrate and everybody gets to be a part of it. And when you make that your focus, when it's about creating a connection, that's two people benefiting. That's not just one mm. person. And that, that change of perspective is one of the foundational core principles of growth farming. It's one of the foundational core principles of life and of success. Multiple benefits for multiple people so that everybody wins. It's not just a one-sided affair. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, hey. This is Bree Noble, and I am so glad you're tuned in to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast today, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my free Musician's Profit Path Masterclass, the five-stage blueprint for creating massive growth in your fan base and sustainable income for your music career. If you feel overwhelmed by everything you think you need to do for your music career, or you've watched other musicians and tried to do what they're doing, but it hasn't worked for you, well, don't worry. That's why I created the five stages of music career growth. So you can figure out where you're at right now, learn exactly what you should be focusing on and what you shouldn't be focusing on so you don't waste time and money. I also give you benchmarks to reach in several key areas like live performing, fan base growth, social media, recording, and more. So join me for my free masterclass, The Musician's Profit Path, over at musiciansprofitpath.com. Free classes are running every day, so go register at musiciansprofitpath.com. I've been looking forward to this show for a while because I am talking with my friend D. Grant Smith about building relationships and networking for musicians. D. Grant was one of our most popular speakers on the Profitable Musician Summit, and he is just focused on helping musicians learn how to build relationships the right way. I can tell you from experience, not understanding this idea of building relationships with influencers and music industry contacts is going to keep you stuck. And I know I did this wrong when I first started out and I sent out a lot of cold emails that did absolutely nothing and wasted my time and wasted other people's time. And I don't want you guys to be doing that. I want you to start off the right way. So that's why I brought in D. Grant Smith. It's a really great conversation. And I want to mention before we get into this, in case you can't make it to the end, we are doing a workshop with D. Grant. He is sought after coach. He coaches individual musicians one-on-one, but I've brought him in for a small workshop. And so it is not free because you know his time is extremely valuable, but it's very, very low, reasonably priced. So if you are interested in learning more after listening to him today, then head on over to femmusician.com slash dgrant 
and you'll be able to sign up for this workshop. It's happening on October 4th. That's the live workshop. If you're hearing this after that, you can still sign up and get access to the recording. That is F as in female, E as in entrepreneur, musician.com slash D-G-R-A-N-T. I will see you on the workshop. And now let's jump into my conversation with D. Grant Smith on Indie Interactive. Welcome to Indie Interactive, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And today on Indie Interactive, we are talking about the whole connecting with your audience side of those three items I just mentioned, because I have brought in my friend D. Grant Smith to talk about relationship building. We're going to talk about why it's important to build relationships how to go about doing it the right way, and maybe call us out on some mistakes that we've made in the past. I know that I've made plenty of mistakes with relationship building, especially when I was first starting out in my music career, and especially when I was building relationships with industry contacts and influencers. So I want to introduce my friend Dee, but first I just want to make sure that um, if any of you guys know someone that could benefit from this, all musicians can really benefit from learning how to build relationships, I want to encourage you to share this out to your musician friends right now. Okay, so I'm going to have my friend D introduce himself, let you know a little bit about where, you know, where he comes from, why he's so focused on relationship building. And if any of you went to the Profitable Musician Summit, you know he was one of our most compelling and popular speakers at that event, and he's a good friend of mine. So go ahead, Dee, let them know a little bit about you and um, just a little bit about what you're going to talk about today. Well, Bree, thank you so much for the opportunity to be a part of this. Uh, my name is D. Grant Smith. Uh, I am the growth farmer for success. Uh, when I mention, I do a lot of things that play on metaphors. And when I talk about things in metaphorical terms, a lot of people sometimes get confused. So let me just go ahead and explain what growth farming is all about. It's all about relationship building. It's about planting seeds inside yourself. It's about planting seeds inside your relationships with other people so that you can grow and produce success through connections. And uh, yeah, I focus on relationships almost exclusively in everything I do because what I've discovered in my personal life and in my professional life is that our ability to connect with other people is actually the number one thing that is necessary for success to happen. I've worked in the music industry for 20 years now, which is kind of crazy because I don't exactly feel that old. But uh, I've also worked in some other industries in entrepreneurial world. In, um, and I've worked in marketing and uh, done stuff with uh, industries all over the place. And in every single instance, in every single industry, and in every single opportunity where I've gotten to use my abilities and, and also learn things, it's all come down to one very primal skill, and that is the ability to connect with other people. And so I know from my own experience and from the teachers and mentors and um, people that I've worked with over the years that the, the better you get at connecting with people, the easier it is to have the career and the success and the fulfillment that you want in your life. And so that's what I'm here to share with you guys today uh, in the workshop that Bree and I are going to be doing here in a little less than a month, uh, actually a couple of weeks, I think. No, um, it's like, it's like 10 days. Okay. Wow. I'm so, excited. so, so, so my, my, my internal calendar is a little off, but we're, when we do this workshop, 
it's all about how to build relationships. And it's all about not only the, the reasons why that's important, but I'm very big on understanding principle because principle is the underlying foundational uh, aspect that guides everything that you do. Without having the right principles in place, it's really hard, if not impossible, to take the work into a field that actually makes a difference. So I'm going to teach you principles that will change your life. It'll change your personal life and it'll change your professional life. But I'm also going to show you how to apply those principles and what action steps to take to make this stuff happen. Awesome. I'm so excited for this subject. It's just, it, I mean, it's really important for our entire life uh, as well as being a musician. So we'll get into that in a minute. I just want to say hi to all the people that are here live. Beth is here, of course, uh, Carlene and Sue and Laura and um, Mishi is here and Lisa. Great to see you. It's so awesome to have you guys here live. Hi, Adam. How's it going? You're such a, a faithful attender to the Indie Interactive. So thanks so much for showing up live. If you guys have questions that come up along the way, just put it in the chat box and I'll throw them in if they're appropriate as, as Dee is talking or we'll answer them at the end. But um, I just want to mention before we get into some questions that I want Dee to answer, I am gonna be doing a workshop with Dee next week on Thursday. It is October 4th, it's noon Eastern. It's gonna be awesome. It's like a half day workshop. And so if you're interested in checking that out, it's at femmusician.com slash dgrant. So femusician.com slash dgrant. You can get all the information on that workshop. And if you can't attend live, of course, we always have the recordings for you. So um, I wanna talk about why relationships are so important to musicians and to their career. So Dee, can you kind of just go over like why, why we should care about relationships? Because I think sometimes as musicians, we just want to like isolate ourselves and just get into our creative mode. And then, you know, we want to take that thing that we created and blast it out there to the world. But maybe creating relationships along the way would help us to do that better. So can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So uh, again, I, I, uh, I, I communicate in, in metaphors, so uh, in word pictures. So I hope that, hope that's okay. Instead I love of, that. My husband's a literature professor, so you know, I'm uh, on board with that. Awesome. All right. Well, so I'm going to ask you a question to, an, to answer your question. I'm going to ask you a question, Bree. Cool. And I'm going to ask all you guys to be thinking about this because I'm, I'm talking to you uh, as well. Um, how awesome are you at everything that you need to be awesome at in order to succeed? And by awesome, by awesome, I mean, like, are you like the most badass at songwriting, at composition, at production, at recording, at instrumentation? at uh oh graphic, at graphic design <laughs> uh, that's funny you said graphic design because my graphic designer is here hey Paige, how's it going and i am not good at graphic design, <laughs> that's why i hire her so yeah there's a million things i'm not good at there are some things that i do think i'm badass at but otherwise there's plenty of things that i need a lot of work on and i need a lot of advice Okay, so for that one reason by itself, and I just listed off maybe eight to 10 things that you would need to you know, be skilled at in some way or know somebody that's skilled at something in that way. 
eight to 10 things, there's probably 50 or 100 things that are a part of the work that we do as creative people to have successful careers. And again, based on what you, what you said, Bree, we're just talking about the career side of things, not even the personal life side of things, but the, the career side of things, since, since we are um, skilled at certain things, but we are not as skilled at other things, that by itself is why relationships matter. The reason why we, the reason why there's not one person that lives on this planet isolated and by themselves amongst all the animals and all the plants and all the water and all the, all the things is because we were put here to have relationships with each other. We were put here and we have the opportunity to connect with people who are skilled at things that we are not skilled at, who are interested in things that we are interested in, who benefit from the talents and the abilities and the great work that we do. And we benefit from the great work that other people do. We weren't created to be islands. We were created to be communities. And so that reason alone by itself, just thinking about it from a, from that standpoint is why relationships matter. It's not just this selling point that, you know, Oh, here's some, here's some other bandwagon. Here's some other movement to jump into about relationships. No, it's, it's a part of our lives. And the better we get at connecting with other people, the better we get at doing what it is that we do. Aside from the fact, and this, I'm just talking about the creation process. When you get to the actual, like putting your work out there into the world, if you, like Bree said a second ago, if you focus only on creating something and then you try to just like send it out into the world, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like making a bunch of paper mache or drawing a bunch of really cool pictures on paper and then deciding to go outside on the windiest day possible because you want the wind to pick up and take this stuff to all the places you want it to go to, but you're just going to hold your hands out and let the wind blow it wherever it goes, but there's no way for that to come back to you. And there's no way for the people that actually get that to go, what, what is it? This is just scraps of paper. Why do I care about this? But if they knew where it came from and it had some sort of connection there, they would come, they would find a way to get back to you. I know that's a really terrible metaphor, but that's just what popped into my head. No, I like that. And that's kind of similar to what I say about when people go out and perform concerts, but they have no way to continue to connect with those people that like their music. There's absolutely no stickiness there. I call it stickiness because I don't know, it just works no, for me, but good. you know, the stickiness of that relationship, like even if they wanted to continue a relationship with you, they don't have a way to find you unless you have an email list or, you know, a way to keep in touch. So um, that's a, I really like that metaphor because you, if you send stuff out into the world, like we do our music all the time, but there's no way to even get feedback back. If people love it, that's a problem. So let's, Let's talk about some specific kinds of relationships that musicians should be thinking about developing, because this is not just about musician to fan. It's not just about influencers, although those are all important. What are some things that, you know, you can think of that we should be thinking about in relation to relationships in our career? Well, I want to. So this is a I'm actually going to be doing a video about this um, today after after we're done here. But I want you to be thinking about here's here's a metaphor I want you to be thinking about. Um, when you go to an ice cream parlor, do you go into the ice cream parlor and look at just the sprinkles and the gummy bears and the chocolate fudge and walk up to the counter and hold your hands out like this and say, okay, fill it up. 
<laughs> I hope not. No, you, you go into an ice cream parlor to get ice cream. Exactly. So the there's an intention there that's really important. And I think one of the core facets of relationship building is thinking about what is the intention of my connection with this person? Not only what is it that I want to gain from this connection, but what is it that I want to offer this person? How, how can we have a mutually beneficial relationship? And when we only focus on what we can get out of the exchange, that's where breakdowns happen. And by breakdown, I mean, that's where the conversation or excuse me, the connection is kind of like a train that just stalls and it can't move forward because there's nothing on the tracks and there's nothing in the engine to propel the train forward to take it to a destination that benefits anyone. Mm. So we have to think about things from the standpoint of what can I offer? How can I show appreciation and communicate value? What can I do to create a collaborative experience where both myself and this other person can benefit in some way. And when we make the connection, our focus, instead of what am I going to get out of this alone? And that's the only thing I care about because I'm the most important person in the whole world. But we make the mind shift and the perspective shift into being, okay, there's something here that can benefit me. Yes. But there's something here that can benefit this other person. And I'm more interested in building a connection that I am just getting my back scratched. Uh, one of the, whether it's your fan base, your influencers, people in your industry, people in your community that have uh, access to stuff that benefits you, maybe that's opportunities for getting to perform at venues or maybe opportunities to get inform to perform at festivals or other gatherings of people. Maybe it's opportunities to get connected with folks that might have a financial interest in funding or supporting your work. Um, I mean, the, the different applications for this um, opportunity are numerous. Whatever the, whatever the case may be, what is it that you are trying to do? You're trying to, you're trying to get on a train that has other people on it too, that is going to go to a destination where uh, everybody gets to celebrate and everybody gets to be a part of it. And when you make that your focus, when it's about creating a connection that's two people benefiting. That's not just one mm. person. And that, that change of perspective is one of the foundational core principles of growth farming. It's one of the foundational core principles of life and of success. Multiple benefits for multiple people so that everybody wins. It's not just a one-sided affair. Man, well, I'll tell you, you're getting tons of kudos for your metaphors. We got lots of metaphor lovers in the, and I, I love it awesome. too. I love the train metaphor because- it reminds me of how things felt during the summit. You know, I had all these influencers that I was working with on the summit, but we were all going to the same destination, which was helping musicians. And everybody benefited from that, including the people that we were, you know, delivering the information to, but also all the people that I worked with. And I think that's true for whether you're working with, you know, other songwriters to create works and then going out and maybe trying to get them licensed and that kind of thing. You guys are on a train together with that particular song and you're going to a destination. And, you know, so creating that relationship, gosh, I've created, I've had the most luck with songwriting and, you know, getting further with my songwriting when I've 
had relationships with other collaborators because I was able to access people that they knew and connections that they had. Plus I built a better thing because I was, you know, working with somebody else and not just my own talent and ability, but combining that. So I think, you know, that whole thing, like, you know, two heads are better than one and all that stuff. I think that's, that's really true. Uh, so let's talk about, and before we get into this, um, I just want to say hi. So many people are joining. It's so great. Great to see Avelia and Carol and um, Anjali and Shar and Judy. And let's see who else. So many people here. Uh, Catherine and Tara. Great to see you, Tara. Um, and I think I knew, and Paige, I mentioned her already. Okay, so let's talk about this because, and I mentioned this in my email today, that we all have probably made mistakes in this area. I know I made a ton of them when I was first starting my career out. And it's, I think it's okay to admit that it's helpful because then we were like, okay, well, we know how to do it wrong. Let's figure out how to do it right. But let's call out like some of the things that the ways that people do this, that are not a good idea, just in case you're doing those and you're not realizing that you're doing them. So what are some of the mistakes that people make in building relationships? Okay, so here's another metaphor. Uh, <laughs> your your phone rings, and you you know you take it out and you look at it, and you don't recognize the number because it's not programmed in your phone, but you recognize the city that the person's calling from, and you think, oh, I've got a contact over there. Maybe they don't have, maybe I don't have their number. Maybe that this, and I've been trying to get a hold of this person. Maybe that's who it is that's calling me. So you answer the phone, and who is it? Hi, this is Sally. Your Google listing has expired. and it's oh, I've gotten that one. <laughs> okay. All of us, all of us, it's 100%. If I could go higher than 100%, I would, that would be true. Every single person with a beating heart and a thinking brain and breathing lungs and in a mind that operates on any sort of capacity. Every single person hates robocalls, right? Anybody here, like raise your digital hand or say, I, I like it on, in the little chat thing for Bree to see um, if it's completely silent or if, if everybody's going, yeah, dude, I hate those things too. If we hate robocalls from strangers who are telling us something that means absolutely nothing to us because a the person's not real and if i wanted to if i wanted to have an answer to my google listing i'd be finding the answer to that myself we do the same things when we send out messages to people that we don't know asking for them to do something for us it's the exact same experience and the simple fact that uh we hate being robocalled means we also hate getting messages from people that we don't know asking us to hook them up with something that might or might not be of any interest to us. Now, in the music standpoint, in the music space, one of the things I hear musicians say all the time is, well, I'm messaging media and it's their job to listen to music. That's, that, that's what they're there for. They want, to, they want to discover new music, so I'm not wasting their time. Okay. I love, love people. People are my business. That's what I do. But I will tell you, even though I love people, I hate getting spam. 
And I hate, I think Brian will agree with me. She loves people too. Uh, we hate getting messages from people that don't know anything about us, aren't actually interested in us in any way, shape or form, but just want what to get their back scratched. I'm not in the back scratching business. I'm in the business of helping people grow. So, and I'm, I'm in the media business. I'm in the business of serving my audience. One of the mistakes that everybody makes, and hey, just so we're clear, I made this mistake too. When I was getting started trying to market my radio show, I made this mistake too. I learned from this mistake. I, it's exactly what Bree said a second ago. I'm, I spammed people. I spammed people that I know, thinking that's what I was supposed to do because that's all I had seen. And did it work? Of course not. Not at all. And it was frustrating because I'm like, dude, I know you. Why won't you reply to my message? Oh, because I didn't actually try to talk to you. I tried to talk to 500 people at the same time. It just happened to go to you and we happened to know each other. But spam is the same. A, blank, a blanket generic message that, go, that is actually addressed to nobody is read the same way whether the, the person you're, you're sending it to actually you've had a conversation with them or not. And sometimes the benevolence of people will bleed through and they'll go, oh, it's so good to hear from you, man. Uh, tell me more. Sometimes that happens, but oftentimes it doesn't, even from people that we know. So being specific is really important. Having an intention that's about building a connection and a relationship and continuing to build that connection and relationship after you've started it and creating a message that is about how you can coll collaborate together is so important. So Mm, the collaboration uh, for sure. Cause what I get, oftentimes I get messages that it's like, they're almost acting like they, like you said at the beginning, they, they're acting like I'm waiting for them to send me a message. Like, yep. oh my gosh, I, I'm so glad you, I, I was waiting for you to tell me about this artist because I, I just knew you were going to, you know, or I needed some, you know, I, I didn't need any of that. Yeah. They need to show me why, why I should care, why I need it. And how it's going to benefit me. I mean, it's a, it's a two-way street benefit relationship, but when you're trying to get in front of an influencer, they do have a little more power than you do. And so you have to approach them, you know, with a, with an, you know, attitude of gratitude and like, this is what I love about what you're doing. And this is how I think I can help with it. So if you were given the phone number of somebody that you consider to be like one of your heroes, what would you do with that phone number? Would you, would, you, would you call them and act like a robot in a machine? Or would you call them and say, say something that's like, hey, um, I know we've never talked before and you don't know who I am, but I wanted you to know how much I appreciate you because what you do matters. And if, we, if, I, ever ha if I could ever have an opportunity to, to just have like five or 10 minutes of your time, and, um, and share with you some things that I think would be of benefit to you and the people that you reach out to, I would love to just give that to you because what you do is so important to me. That, dude, that's how I got, that's how I got on the phone with Seth Godin. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know who Seth Godin is, um, you need to write his name down and go read his books. Uh, the guy's a life changer and a career changer. And I, I didn't get his phone number right away. I, I got his email address and I sent him an email that was just a couple paragraphs, but I said, just thank you for what you do. And he, because he's an uncommon, amazing dude, he replied to me and we had a conversation. And honestly, the growth farming brand, that was Seth. That came from that conversation I had with him. He painted things in a metaphorical picture that changed my life. 
Mm. Obviously. But I, and I can't take necessarily credit for this, but my method and my approach to having that conversation was way different than what most people do. And so I, and I, I talk about that experience a lot because it changed my life, but also because it's evidence and proof that when you show appreciation and you communicate value, things change and you have the opportunity to get in front of people and extend your network and, and even just learn something, learn something that is so profound, it might change your life. You have the opportunity to do that when you change the way you go about doing things. As Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So change the way you look at building connections and you'll find that the connections you make will change too. Oh, I totally agree. And I had an experience like that. Um, I had somebody who actually saw me perform like years ago when she was maybe seven or eight years old. And she like really identified with me and my story. And 10 years later, she was going to my husband's college and met, you know, had one of the professors that's a friend of ours. And somehow they got talking and figured out that, you know, he knew me. And so he put us in touch and she just sent me an email being like, you know what, you've been my hero for the past 10 years. Like it would be just be really cool if I could talk to you. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate, you know, and because of that, I got on the phone with this freshman music student and talked with her for 30 minutes. And, you know, if I had had that kind of a connection when I was a freshman in college, boy, I think my career would have been different, you know? So just the way that she approached me, I was so happy to talk with her on the phone. And even though I had a super busy day, you know, I found a way to fit her in because man, like I just, it's so great to have that kind of appreciation and coming at you. It's, it's hard to say no to that. (laughs) I think that's, that's an important thing to say. Like it really is no matter who you are, it's hard. And and if, if, if you say no to that, you're probably not worth, you know, getting to know, maybe you're an influencer that has just put yourself way out of reach of the common person. And that's maybe not somebody that you even want to try to develop a relationship with, but if you approach them in that way, yeah, they're going to be very likely to, you know, respond. One of the things that we were, it's, it's inherent in the way that we are, we, the way that we operate, it's inherent in the way that we, I'm just going to say the inherent in the way that we're, that we're made uh, as human beings, we were made to give and receive love. And so if all you do is focus on how you can receive, but you don't practice the art of giving and by, by giving love, I mean like giving appreciation, showing other people through the ways that you communicate with them, that you value and respect and appreciate who they are and what they do, that that means something to you. When you give that, you open up more opportunities to receive that. When you, when you decide to be the thing that you want to receive, you get to receive a whole lot more. And that's just inherent in, in the nature, the, the nature of life and the nature of uh, the way things operate. So yeah, it, it, when you give appreciation, you're creating more opportunities for that appreciation to come back to you. Totally, totally agree. And everybody in the chat is just completely gr- agreeing. Wanted to say hi too to Jesse and Wanda and Christina. Great to have you guys joining us. Um, I want to, if you guys have any questions, be sure and put them in here. I'm going to have D Grant answer them in a minute. Um, but before we get to questions, I just want Dee to talk a little bit about the workshop that we're doing next week. Again, it's on October 4th. It is uh, Thursday at noon Eastern. Um, we are charging a small entrance fee to this workshop just because 
D, you know, he's got a lot of one-on-one coaching students that are paying him, you know, hundreds of dollars a month to work with him. And I just didn't feel like I could take his time a whole half day away from what he does for individuals without, you know, charging a little bit for this workshop. So it's extremely affordable. It's so worth it because the fact that relationships are just tantamount to everything that you do as a musician. Um, But I do think sometimes talking about relationships feels a little fluffy. So why don't you tell them like the, like the solid benefits that they're going to get out of this workshop? So, man, that's such that that's a good way of of phrasing it. And you know, I I think part of the part of the deal is I'm very big on practical stuff, and I'm very big on action steps. Um, so one of I mean, one of the very big benefits from the workshop is that you will actually gain actionable content and action. Excuse me, actionable material. And I'm going to challenge you to to take action. One of the things that moves us forward is knowing exactly what our next step is, not just getting the information and then trying to figure out on our own what we're supposed to do with the information, but getting the information, getting the wisdom, getting the insight, and then being given a roadmap that also includes, okay, yes, you need to go in this direction, but here's the next step you need to take. And then after that, here's some more steps that you can take to take yourself forward and create these connections. What you get is my tried and true blue, is it blue book? No, it's not blue book. Blueprint. (laughs) Blueprint and playbook. That was the book. You get the playbook that I personally use to build connections with people. I'm going to give that to you. And I'm not just going to tell you the principles. I am going to tell you principles. And I am going to paint some word pictures so that you understand the, the value and you understand exactly what it is that I'm talking about in a different way in a way that actually impacts the way that you think and the way that you feel. But I'm going to show you exactly what steps to take, what that looks like. And when we're talking about relationship building, I think one of the things that gets confusing for a lot of people is they see relationships and they instantly think that it has something to do with like your romantic life. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm honestly not an expert at that and nor do I want to be at, at, at teaching that kind of relationship building. That's not my bag at all. What I'm really good at is building connections with people. And if you are introverted and other people kind of make you a little nervous or, you know, if you walk into a room and there's more than like two or three people there and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I can do this or not. Man, I can relate to you. I'm like a, I don't know, I feel like I'm like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde introvert, extrovert sometimes, because sometimes I feel totally cool around no matter who's around. Like, yeah, this us be a good time. Yeah, it's be awesome. And then other times I'm like, yeah. I don't know about this. This there's there's people here, and I'm not. So, regardless of whether you consider yourself to be a super extroverted people person or you consider yourself to be kind of a shy introverted person, you're going to get actionable um, insights and a a method that works no matter what your introvert extrovert personality type is. Because I can relate to you on both of those levels, and I feel kind of. Um, not kind of, I, I feel very honored to have that kind of weird aspect of my um, internal chemical makeup to where it, it, it just translates well. But um, I think that's a good point. Cause I was going to, I was going to ask, like, sometimes we feel like, oh, well I can just, is this something I can actually learn? Or is it just like my personality is I'm introverted and I don't know how to talk to people or can we actually learn 
you how can to do this correctly. Well, here's the thing. You can what I want to show you how to do is how to own your awesomeness so that you can build connections with anybody. Because one of the cool things about being a sort of introverted person is it makes me really focused on building one-to-one connections with people really, really well, because I feel more comfortable building a one-to-one connection with somebody than I do trying to like become the life of the party and like bounce, bounce around all over the room and like schmooze with people. I can do that. And sometimes that's fun. Like, you know, like I was telling Bree before we jumped on this call, I do this thing with our local Philharmonic uh, organization. Um, I'm, I'm the mascot for uh, this group called the Mozart Society, which means I dress up like Mozart and I wear, uh, I wear fun costumes. By and, the way, he said there's a picture on Facebook if you want to see it on his Facebook. There's, there's lots of pictures on Facebook of, of me wearing, um, actually, I've got a, got a wig and I've got a, I, I make a big deal about the, the costumes because that's fun. But I can get around the room and I can schmooze, but I would really prefer to sit down and have a one-to-one conversation with somebody. That's when I'm at my peak. So if you are more of a like, hey, let's bring more people to this giant party and have a huge time, if that's your thing, I've got stuff that's going to help you be able to do that better. But you're going to be able to do it your way better, knowing the principles and the application of the of the principles so that you can own the room in your own way. And if you're somebody that's better at building one-to-one relationships in a much more targeted focus manner, you're going to be able to do that with your uh talents and your skills and your personality. I don't want to make you like me. I want to take what I have and empower you with, with my skills and with my passion to like take all of my high energy and just pour it into you so that you can be the best that you can possibly be. That's the, probably the number one thing I can give that I can tell you that you will gain from this experience. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Cause we're all different. We all operate differently. So we need to figure out how to take what are our strengths and apply them and know where to apply them and when to apply them. Um, I just wanted to say, Wanda says she's in for the workshop already, which is awesome. Yay. So I, I did put the link in here um, for the growth farming workshop. It is femmusician.com slash D grant. So um, you have until that workshop actually happens to sign up, but the sooner you sign up, the better. So we know how many people to expect in case like, we need to like expand our ability to get everybody on Zoom. So um, uh, Carlene was asking, are you going to be talking about any specific, like who to get your songs to for X? Like, or is it more gonna be just about how to build relationships versus like, who can I go after if I have a song that's like this? That is a really subjective question. And it would mm-hmm. be really hard for me to be, um be a benefit to to everybody uh i would say that if if you want to have that kind of conversation with me uh um send me a send me a message or we can find some sort of way to communicate after 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 today's workshop is over and and i can give you some more information but in terms of in terms of what who i'm going to tell you in in a in a workshop situation i typically don't give out um contact info or or message um communicate like hey Everybody that's in this, all you need to go talk to this one person or, or these five people or whatever, because that's, again, that's, that's way too big of a picture to send to a narrow and specific uh, group of people for specific reasons, because not everybody in this group has music that sounds like each other, um, I'm guessing. 
And I'm guessing that even if you would consider a lot of you guys to be in some of the same genres or even the same subgenres, the uh, nature of your songwriting might be completely different. The, the sound of your songwriting might be completely different um, or might have enough differences in it that if I sent um, if I sent all of you to uh, three or four of my contacts in California um, and, and only like three of you hear back from these people and the rest of you are like, well, you know, I did what you said, D. Grant. I never heard anything back. Well, because it's too, it's not too nonspecific. So um, to answer, to answer your question, I'm sorry, it's taking me so long to, to, to say this, but I would rather show you how to be specific and go after specific people for your specific sound and give you the insights and be able to do that, then spell everything out and say, just do it this way. And this works specific in terms of, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a longer process than just me saying, okay, here's because basically what I'm not going to pretend to be the indie Bible, right? That's you're, not you're going to teach us to be strategic so we can figure it out for ourselves. I'm going to show you basically if you have the indie Bible or if you've heard of it or if you've contemplated it, and, and I'll just say this. Uh, I, I love the Indie Bible. I'm listed in there twice. Um, one of the things that the Indie Bible has that I'm not, in, not in, um, in harmony with is they've got some sort of deal that, with this platform called RadioAirplay.com. Where basically oh, pay- I'm not in harmony with that either. <laughs> basically, you, basically, you pay for airplay. And yeah. if, I can, if I can be so, so bold as to say this, um, that's just absolute utter crap. Like, payola is the worst thing on earth um if i could if i could punch it in the face over and over again i would it's terrible um so but what 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 i'm going to do is show you how to utilize that resource in the best possible way to build legitimate actual tangible connections with real legitimate actual tangible people i think that's perfect um I'm actually putting a link in here to the Indie Bible since you mentioned it, because I do love the Indie Bible and we are in there also uh, as women of substance. So there's that uh, in case I know some of you already have it um, bought it at the beginning of 2018. But um, so I'm excited about this workshop. I cannot wait. Uh, we're talking about several hours worth of content that Dee's going to share with us. Plus he's going to answer all of your questions. And if you're there, be able to be there live, you can get super specific with your questions, which is great. Um, If you can't be there live, it's all recorded. And Dee's just really, really helpful. So I'm sure if you have questions outside of the workshop, if you sign up for it, he will probably answer them for you on email. So um, putting him on the spot here, but um, <laughs> no, I, 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 here, I know you, you. So, well, I'll tell you what, um, actually, no, jump in, jump in the, jump in the workshop. I will, I will give you uh, access to me um, post workshop. If, if you attend, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an invitation to, to have a one-on-one conversation with me. So, uh, so some of these more subjective questions can be addressed. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much. There was a lot of great talk about being an introvert and an extrovert and the Myers-Briggs. And I've definitely done that myself. And I think we can do this, whether we're, I'm kind of on the borderline, actually. Um, It's about where you get your energy. And I think we can do this networking thing, whether we're introverts or extroverts, it just looks a little bit different. Maybe we need to, you know, for an introvert, we need to go home and recharge, or we need to have that alone time um, after we're doing our networking, but we can still be completely effective no matter 
what type of personality you have, whether you have just, you hate like reaching out to people, you feel super uncomfortable. I think that's just because you've been going about it in maybe not the best way, you know, trying to reach people cold. And that, um, that email that I sent out this morning has an article in there from D Grant about, uh, I think, I think one of the things on there says cold is for ice cream, not for emails, which I thought was funny. Um, because of course we're going to feel strange when we're reaching out to people cold without knowing how we're going to develop this relationship over time. So that's what D is going to show us in the workshop next week. So go check it out. Femmusician.com slash D grant. And I want to thank you all for being here today. It's so fun to interact with you guys in the chat. And I love when I'm not the one doing the teaching because I get to sit on the chat and respond and all that stuff. So thank you guys so much. We'll see you again next week on Indie Interactive, always at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And if you got any questions about the workshop, feel free to email me at Bree, B-R-E-E, at femmusician.com or leave some comments below. See you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. It's so, so awesome to be here with you. Thanks, Dee. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com. With editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.